Welcome to the Elevatory Podcast, a podcast without the business BS, where you'll learn that you do need to hustle, success doesn't happen overnight, and unsexy things like knowing your numbers can literally make or break your business. You'll also learn that dancing around on reels or sliding into someone's DMs does not have to be part of your marketing strategy, unless, of course, you want it to. If you want to know how to grow and grow sustainably with an authentic approach to your marketing, then this podcast is for you. Let's dive in. Welcome to episode six of the Elevatory podcast. I'm your host, Anna Jonak, and I'm the founder of the Elevatory. So our topic today is titled, what's better than acquiring a new customer? I mean, who doesn't want lots of new customers, right? Everybody. But the answer is retaining an existing customer. Yep. Today, I really want to talk to you about customer retention because all too often I see clients scrambling really hard, working really hard on a bit of a hamster wheel. They leave money on the table and all they're doing is focusing on their next new sale. It's always about the new the new customers coming in, the new clients, okay? Rather than investing energy into what they already have and what's right in front of them. So I just want to talk to you today about why customer retention is so important. And then on top of that, I'm going to take you through some ideas around how you can keep your clients coming back for more. So let me give you five reasons why you absolutely should be focusing on customer attention. The first is that keeping customers coming back will continually result in a greater return on investment. So for those of you that are spending on ads to get um, customers and clients in, I know that sometimes when campaigns aren't performing as well as they should, you might just be breaking even on those ads. Sometimes you can run at a loss or maybe your return on investment isn't very high. But if that's all you're currently focused on is getting a better ROI and that one new person coming in and you're not thinking about them from a long-term perspective, then you're really missing out on the opportunity to really leverage um, and grow that client with you. Clients can spend thousands, tens of thousands in their lifetime with you if you nurture them properly. So imagine your cost per acquisition was $50 to get that initial customer to buy and you made $10, okay? $10, which is your profit. That's it. If you keep doing that every time and that's your constant focus, you're getting a lot of $10. But what about the client that you get to come back again and again and again? All right. What about that $10, that $10 profit is suddenly $100, $1,000 and so on and so on. So you really have to think about this when you're spending on traffic or pay, paying for ads that um, essentially your return on investment can be so much greater as long as you've got the second part of your marketing strategy, you're looking after and nurturing that client beyond that first initial sale. It's why we work so hard um, on email marketing, on um, surveys and understanding our clients and getting feedback, getting testimonials, having conversations with clients, all of these things so that we can make sure that we're keeping and retaining them. Something else that you should know, it also costs a lot less to keep an old customer as it, make, as it would make sense, between five and 25 times less, all right? Because again, generally it costs a lot to acquire someone who's cold and doesn't know you, but to have someone come back and spend again costs you a lot less. Now, when it's email marketing, in fact, it probably costs you nothing, which is why email is such a huge part or should be such a huge part of your strategy. I think stats suggest that you should be making of your revenue, 20 to 30% of it should be coming through email marketing, okay? Because guys, people are in your list, leverage them, they're there. Stats also show that most people um, are more likely to make a purchase from an email than they are from an ad campaign. So it really just shows you how much you should be leveraging this platform. And as I said, it's free. So that customer that came in and cost you $50 is now costing you nothing. And that return on investment is going up. 
Um, likewise, retargeted ads generally uh, are much cheaper than running cold conversion ads. Um, so again, it's going to cost you a lot to get a lot less to get back in front of that customer and encourage them to buy again. Something else, number three, repeat customers actually generally spend more. Imagine that someone coming in that doesn't know you for the first time, they're not going to spend an extraordinary amount unless they've got lots of money. I mean, some people do, but um, studies show that one um, by the shopper's fifth purchase, they're actually spending 40% more than their first purchase. And by the time they hit their 10th purchase, they're spending 80% more, which is huge. I guess, again, you've got to think about it. The first time someone's coming in cold, they don't know you, they're experiencing you for the first time. Um, once they've experienced your products and services and, you know, you're legitimate, you're good, they've had a great time. It makes sense that um, naturally, if they've had a good experience, they're going to come back and they're more likely to spend more as a result. But how amazing, like the fact that people can be spending 80% more by their 10th purchase, which is why you have to make sure that you're making them get to that 10th purchase, right? Um, something else to consider, um, point four from my end, is that you really could be leaving lots of money on the table by not looking at customer attention outside of what I've already told you. And here I want to kind of note the 80-20 Pareto principle. Um, look it up. It's really worth it. It's a fantastic book, actually, the 80-20 rule in um, sales and marketing, because it really gets you thinking. It's very statistical, but it really gets you to think about the fact that there are statistical percentages which show that 20% of your customers um, deliver you 80% of your profits. So if you were to go and have a look at who is spending and who spent over time, 20% of the money that's coming is going to come from 20% of your customer base. Likewise, that 20% are likely, or um, 20%, I should say, of the 20% of customers will actually spend four times more than others. Um, so there's always people that are willing and able to spend more. So it's about making sure that you do have communication for those top spenders. And this is where, as I'll get on to um, when it comes to giving you some ideas about leveraging customer attention and what you can be doing is, you know, segmenting your list and looking at your audience splits and looking at what people are buying and those customer journey paths can be so very important. What's more, I mean, product development as well. There's probably products or services that you haven't dreamt up yet that your customers will buy, or maybe they've got in their mind, which is why customer surveys are so important we've got a client at the moment who um she we we did a we went and had a look at her vips we segmented her list and we looked at the top tier spenders and we looked at their customer journey paths and we asked them what they were after um, and as a result she's now got a really exciting program in development um from which is to complement her e-com store um, and because her customers are asking for it and we know that her vips are likely to buy it but it opens up a whole nother revenue stream Okay, point number five on why customer attention is so important. Um, you're missing out on deeper, more fulfilling relationships with your client if you're constantly focusing on the new person coming in. And I have to say, this was a hard lesson to learn in my early years of business. I've been in business about eight years now, but we were very much focused in the early days on just bringing in new clients and, you know, getting the next program full. And we really missed the ball on looking at what was right in front of us and nurturing those long-term relationships. And when we changed that focus, our job was so much more fulfilling because you want clients that are going to become brand advocates, are going to talk about you, that are going to go out there and share your product or your service with the world because they've had a great experience. And just generally having a relationship like that is a really wonderful experience so you know build those relationships have those brand advocates you know have people that you you're having great chats with I've got a cl another client at the moment who 
Um, she has really a really quirky, amazing business, um, Cara from Mount Vic and me. And she, we were just chatting the other day. She's got such an amazing client base. And I was like, well, why don't you start a Facebook group? And she started a Facebook group a few days later. And can I just say, it's just a joy to be part of. Um, everybody in it, they're, they're all on the same wavelength. They're having a really good laugh. They're all introducing themselves. They're sharing the products that they love the most, what they want to see next. Um, and it's just heartwarming to see from the outside, the joy that it's giving Cara as well. Okay, so something to think about to create more, you know, more fulfilling relationships for yourself. Okay, so there are a few reasons. I think, I mean, I'm sure I could come up with more, but I think there's quite a lot in there to make you start thinking, hang on a second, I shouldn't just be focusing about that next sale coming in from someone new. I really should be leveraging the audience and looking after the people that are right in front of me already because, you know, I've made a commitment to them. They've made a commitment to me. How can we make this even better? So now I want to give you five quick tips around how to keep your clients coming back for more. So thinking about how we can keep that customer attention, what we can be doing and how we can leverage it. Um, now, first things first, I think it's really important that for you to kind of leverage customer retention. You need to learn as much about your audience as possible. Okay. It's not just about having people coming in and making a sale, but who are these people? Okay. Who are they? How did they come to you? How did they find you? What was the journey path? Um, what age bracket are they in? What problem or challenge did they have before they came and found you? Um, how do they feel about your product and service now? Um, how has your service improved their life? What else might like they might they like to see from you? Um, really, customer surveys is a huge part of understanding your audience and really should be something that you're doing often. And as I said, if you can, segmenting and breaking down your audience to look at different customer sets even so that you can really understand motivations and purchase cycles and um, purchase trends and things like that is really key. And also sometimes you can find when you ask people questions, the things that you think are important in your business, like Australian made or uh, maybe there's something that you hang your hat on. Um, I remember going through a survey with one client and all the things that she was promoting on her website uh, were not the things that her customers were that bothered about. And actually there were other things that were more important. So this, these were the things that we decided we were needed to make more prominent when it came to, um, you know, website optimization and, and, and user experience. So definitely seek to learn as much about your audience as possible. Build a relationship with them. Ask them lots of questions. You can do that through surveys, polls, phone interviews even. We always encourage people to try and get on the phone and, you know, have 10 phone conversations and see what you can learn from those people. Um, okay. All right. So that's point one. The second is making sure that you stay top of mind. So obviously it's one thing to have someone come in and if the comms go dead, how can they, how are they going to know that you're still there? You need to really think about um, having a really good ongoing communication plan. So marketing plan. So thinking about what you're doing on your socials, thinking about what you're doing on reels um, or any video content, regular emails, check-ins, offers, updates, like you need a plan. Okay. You need a plan to make sure that you're staying top of mind. Because again, sometimes people might have 10 emails from you and they might just delete them because it's not the right time, but it's that 11th email that they get that they're in the headspace to shop or do the thing. I've had clients who have been in my email system for years and just one day it's the right time and they open that email. And, and as they say, they've been reading emails on and off for years and it's the right time. Okay. I do it with um, lots of e-com businesses, uh, especially like my, I guess, clothes, fashion, that kind of stuff I'm on a ton of email lists. Um, and I don't always open the emails, but I don't delete the, the uh, accounts either because I like them and I'm just not in the mood right now. But one day I'll be on a shopping frenzy and that email will be well-placed at the right time. So really think about making sure that you are staying top of mind so you 
you have that visibility and people remember you when they're thinking about, oh yeah, I bought that and had a great experience. I should go back there again. Um, another thing to think about is giving more value. Okay. Focus on how you can add value um, to your consumers. So they never want to leave you. As I said, maybe it is having a Facebook community. Maybe it's writing a note. Maybe it's acknowledging that second or third purchase or sending them something specific to say, thanks. Maybe it's hearing them um, as a buyer, as an advocate on your social media, just let people know that you see them. How great is it to be seen and appreciated? I think that it's really important that we acknowledge the people that are helping to build our businesses. Okay, point number four, offer incentives and rewards, okay? Loyalty points. Loyalty points do make a difference to your clients. Um, have a think about what you can offer people as VIPs. Um, what kind of referrals, benefits or rewards can you do? Can you give them more flexibility? Can you give them, you know, options for afterpay payment plans? Can you give people an always-on 10% discount? Can you offer free shipping for a top tier and, in, and then create an email sequence to encourage people to get into that top tier so they can always qualify for free shipping? Obviously, the more that people see that there is opportunity to gain rewards or to get into the next tier, the more likely they are to come back um, and spend again and again. Okay, something else I've alluded to, um, point number five, which is uh, personalization. What you don't want to do is just have mass communication um, so that you're getting, you know, people are getting blasted with the same thing. It's really important to segment your list. And as I said, to break down those customer segments. Do you have VIPs? If you've got a fashion store, uh, there are people who buy skirts and the dress buyers, can you send them different comms when all of the skirts and things come in? You can probably send them a few more emails than you might the rest of your list. So just don't think about blanketing your communication. Think about segmenting it out. Think about sending, you know, your frequency of your sending to different segments, like your highest buyers, you might send more emails to, you might send less to the rest of your list, and then you might send more on certain launches and things like that. Okay, you've got an awful lot of data um, in your Shopify store or hopefully in whatever website backend you've got. There's information, data, insights into purchase patterns and behavior, um, VIP clients, your email list. There's data there that you should be using to help you leverage your communication so that you are personalizing it as much as possible so that you're more likely to get someone to open and do the thing you want them to do. Okay, something else to think about is re-engaging those that are dormant. Um, so obviously those who have already bought from you um, previously, they might just have, you know, disappeared for a while. Maybe you haven't been top of mind and it's a way of, you know, you want to recontact them and remind them of your existence. Um, find out why they're no longer buying. Maybe even we've done that recently. We've sent some customer surveys out to kind of get a, to get a gauge on what's happening. Is the current market and the economy and everything else going on impacting their purchasing behavior? Or is it just, you know, maybe that we're not top of the radar anymore? Or maybe people move through different stages of life and therefore your products aren't as relevant, again, it's more about learning as much as possible. Um, but where you can, obviously, you want to kind of get clear on removing objections, getting, you know, demonstrating value, offering them an incentive to buy again. I'm sure most of you will have or should have some form of re-engagement campaigns so that you're reminding people that you're still there. Should, you know, should they need you or want you and offering them a little incentive to come back and rejoin you in whatever it is that you do. Okay. Look, now, there's just a few things to help you think about how you can keep your customers coming back from more. Um, and uh, I trust that there'll be many more as you put your head down and start thinking about this. But 
I think you'll actually find that you really enjoy the side of customer attention, as I said, and you start thinking about the relationships. And a lot of this stuff you can also automate when it comes to, you know, surveys and polling um, and value. There's a lot that you can do with your, you know, software, email marketing that can make this stuff um, automated so it doesn't take up too much of your time, but um, that it does have the impact that we want it to have. All right, I could probably talk about this forever. Um, I'm sure I say that in every episode. I get so, get so excited about all the things that I could share. Um, I trust I've given you some food for thought, though, when it comes to your current clients creating a retention plan for them. And I really hope that you do go away and really think about, you know, how you can do this better and equally looking at what this could mean for your business. So go and have a look at your average lifetime value of your client right now and maybe set yourself a goal to increase the average lifetime value. And the same thing, looking at average order value, increase the average order value and and on that second, third, fourth purchase. Get you some benchmarks. You know I love a spreadsheet. And if you don't know that, you will know that as we talk about this. But if you've got benchmarks for all of these things and you're tracking all of these things, this is where these minute little details and setting um, setting some goals and things to achieve in place will really help you move the needle, okay, of your business. All right, that's it for me today. Short and sweet, hopefully lots to think about. Um, if you've got a question you'd like us to answer, email us um, at podcast at theelevatory.com. We'll ask, answer it honestly, the no BS approach. Um, I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to your questions and I can't wait to chat to you um, with our next session where Joe is going to be coming on and talking to me, um, with me, I should say, Joe being our head of optimization and talking you through the strategies to improve your conversion rate optimization. So we're going to be talking websites ne- next week. All right. Have a fantastic rest of the day. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with me.